0: Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Skids Up RC Helipod Podcast. With me, as always, I have uh, Frank and Javier. And uh, see, it's been a week since we talked. We'll just do a little more chat about what we've been up to. Um, Javier's got some some news, so I'll actually let him get uh, get us started, and then we'll fall in line after that. So, Javier, how you been, man? Hey,
1: how are you guys? Uh, well, it's been uh, it's been another another fun week. Um, it's been it's had literally it's ups and downs so um i'll uh, i'll uh, i'll try to go <laughs> through it so first um i had a chance to fly uh, the weather finally turned good uh here on eternal winter wisconsin the fi- finally the weather turned although right now we've had like 3 days of straight rain but you know we had at least very nice 2, two 3 days of um sunny skies clear skies Temperatures in the sixties and seventies, uh, you know, beautiful weather, very low wind, amazing. Um, I also received my um, my uh, flying club license uh, because I paid my fees, so I received my flying club license, so I was free to go finally to the field, avoid the fear of crashing into you know houses of the neighbors on the park or getting pulled over by a cop or whatever. So finally. Uh, I went to the flying field where uh, I could extend the blades to their utmost potential. So, I took, um, I took all of my helis. I took uh, the 380, the 420, the 500, and the 570. So, as I usually do, I uh, flew with the smallest one first. So, I flew two packs on the 380. Uh, it was um, it was doing good, uh, although I've been, again, uh, you, know, you know me, guys. I'm the eternal tuning guy, and I keep tuning and tuning my health and I always seem to have uh, issues with tuning. But uh, actually, something that Frank's, Frank told me um, kind of like, like got me out of that stump. It turns out that I have too good of a servo, uh, ironically, and, uh, I'm, and I'm apparently not very good at reading uh, instructions. So uh, what happened was that um, I started working on, right. my, on my tail. Say today. it again, <laughs> say, it, say, it, say it again,
2: say it again. One more time, sorry, I interrupted you. Say it again.
1: What did Frank tell you to do? Frank Frank, <laughs> Frank told me that I should, um, I, you know, I had too much whack on my tail and that I should get my gain down instead of up, basically. So that's what, that's what Frank told me and what opened my eyes to, oh, damn, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Because what I was doing was that I was trying to fight my tail wag with adding, uh, with adding basically I. You know, because uh, uh, basically my, my thought process is you increase P until you start getting, uh, getting a fast wag. Then you reduce it until you get no wag, which gives you a strong tail. Then you go through I, which corrects any blowouts that you have. You just do, basically do just like pitch pumps. And then if you want the tail to be uh, very tight on the stops, then you increase your D, basically. That's, that's kind of like the cycle that I go through with, with the tail. But um, it was not working. You know, I was doing all the changes. I maxed out the eye and I couldn't get rid of that, of, of the tail blowout. I didn't know what the heck was going on. So I went back. Um, I smoothed the tail. You know, I sanded the, the tail shaft. I even lubricated it. And my tail was worse. So I told Frank, and he said, dude, I mean, you're, you're just uh, too high of your gain. I mean, go easy on the gain. So I went back to the spirit manual, and it said that there's one more parameter before you start adjusting any PIDs, which is called rotor delay. And uh, rotor delay uh, is a parameter that you have to adjust depending on the speed of your servos. But I had skipped over that particular piece of the manual. I did read it, but I did skip over it because it mentioned you know, very high-speed Futaba servos. So I said, oh, I don't have you know, those you know, hundreds of dollars expensive Futaba servos, so I don't need to care about these parameters, so I'll just leave it on the default. Well, it turns out that I did. Uh, my, uh, my MKS servos, um, partly, are really, really good. So, so I, uh, I actually looked at the, at the servo chart um, reference that they have. And they said that for that model of servo, I should play in between a 0 to 5 um, uh, setting on that, on, on that parameter. And I had it at 5, which is the default, which is halfway. It goes to 0 to 10. So I started getting it down, and lo and behold, my tail whack was gone. Because I was, you know, I, I was, I was basically uh, giving it a little bit more delay to the servo, um, and since the servo is too fast, then it, was, it kept on overshooting. So that's basically what was happening. So I, um, I I brought down two points on that parameter, and uh, lo and behold, my tail started to get super perfect. You know, locked in, no wag, uh, no blowouts on on pitch pumps, nothing. Uh, so I was very happy. So um, I flew the uh, so the first day I had two flights of fl- two days of flight back to back. So the first day of flight, I flew the the three eighty and the four twenty. Um, and then I got to the 500. So the 500 and the 570 are different because the uh, the 380 and with the 420 have these, uh, and we've talked about that before. This 4649T spectrum telemetry receiver that allows you to have uh, integration and uh, which is uh, you know remote uh, remote configuration and telemetry. But I was, uh, I was very happy with the integration. Um, You know, I I kind of got used to it. It works really well. Um, You know, I felt like, uh, like a poor man, V V control guy, but still it worked really well. Uh, You know, you just land the heli, go to the menu, make the adjustments that you need, save it, go back, fly, test it, go down and repeat the process. It was really, really nice to not have to uh, even go out to my phone like uh you know like like uh, I did with the icon brain, which you have an app that you connect to via Bluetooth, not even that you know just on the radio, go there, bam, change the configuration that was awesome, but when I did the migration to the spirit flyberless uh, you know I basically ran down of budget to get all my all my helicopters to be upgraded to a Spirit two. So, um, I left my 500 and my 570 with the regular Spectrum satellites that they had. I didn't upgrade them to the telemetry receiver, so I didn't have integration and I didn't have telemetry. But I didn't want to plug in my computer because I knew that I was going to do, do be doing some research on tuning. So, what I did is that I purchased some Wi-Fi units um, that, you know, Spirit sells the Bluetooth additional unit and the Wi-Fi additional unit. and. Uh, Apparently the Wi-Fi was better. It gives you more range, so you don't have to like being st- standing right next to the heli, and avoid losing the Bluetooth connection. You can have a nice stable uh, Wi-Fi connection, point-to-point connection. You can actually configure it to run on your home Wi-Fi, whatever. So it looked like a very nice add-on product to be able to give me that ability to tune at the field. So I, added, I I purchased those initially when I when I purchased the Spirit Two units, but I had some issues with it. Uh, it was disconnecting, and disconnecting, and disconnecting, and eventually on the Spirit forums, I found out that the Wi-Fi modules and the Spirit 2, not with the previous versions of Spirit, but just with the Spirit 2, they have an issue of, um, they, are, they, they, were conf- they, they had conflicting uh, low voltage cutoff values. So basically, the the wireless unit was browning out uh, the, uh, the Wi-Fi module. So your the connection was dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. So uh, Tomas, uh, I told Tomas this from Spirit, and he basically shipped uh, two new Wi-Fi modules to me, which he said that he had found the issue that it was just like a resistor that he had to change. So he sent me like uh, you know brand new modules, but since they were warranty replacement, uh, he sent them via regular post, and to this day they're still stuck at customs. So, um, because the weather was starting to get nice and I wanted to get out, I actually had to order two new uh, Wi-Fi modules uh, and actually pay the hefty uh, shipping to get them in three days. So, I got them, um, and I installed them, and then, and then I went out to fly. So, the, 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 first, uh, the first one that I did uh, was the 500 with the Wi-Fi module. I flew, actually, a full pack. You know, getting getting down, modifying the parameters. I was using an Android phone um, to connect to uh, an Android phone app to connect to the Wi-Fi module. But I was still sitting, kind of like kneeling beside the helicopter, just to make sure that you know the the that I wouldn't have any range issues. Even though Wi-Fi has a a larger range, you know, I didn't want to have disconnects. Uh, so I was basically kneeling beside the helicopter while I was doing my my setup changes, Uh, and I did this many times during the course of the first pack on the 500. Then I removed the pack, I installed the other pack, um, and I repeated the process. I actually, I think I did like one or two landings, uh, you know, steel tuning. Um, I was playing around with the governor and I was playing a real bit around with the tail, you know, trying to get it to that perfect tune. Um, And then on one of those times, I was, you know, uh, same as I had done it like, you know, four or five times before the same day. I uh, I, I had my radio there. Um, I had, you know, everything on, on throttle hold. And then I had my Wi-Fi app, and then I changed the parameter. And then I hit the disconnect button, and all of a sudden, the heli just starts spooling up at full speed. Uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, apparently, from what I could deduce, it seems like the... Uh, the Wi-Fi module, uh, again, had an issue with the disconnect, and for some reason, it decided to change the throttle to reverse. So basically, my throttle hold gave it full throttle. So that's, that's apparently what we can deduce or we can guess of what happened, but the, the fact was that basically the heli pulled up full speed while I was kneeling right next to it. Uh, it the blades basically took the phone out of my hand. Uh, they, they cracked, they hit it, cracked the screen, the phone went flying out, uh, one of the blades hit my arm, uh, and I started to notice that it was bleeding, but I think that the worst damage that I didn't initially see, uh, you know, um, to myself, you know, physical damage, was that the blunt tip of the blade hit kind of like right below my butt, um, and, uh, and you know, guys, it's, it, it looks like a horse hit me with, with one of their legs. I mean, it's a massive bruise. I mean, I'm and I'm talking really bad. I I hadn't noticed it. Uh, you know, I it was painful, but you know, I didn't have like a, my my jeans did not break or, or anything. So I said, you know, just you know, just hit me, and that's it. But that was actually, I think, for the uh, for the force of the Heli first hit. I think that was the actually the first hit of the of the blades, um, and it was like very bad. You know, severely swollen. Uh, I don't know how big, you know, pretty big, probably the size of my cell phone. Uh, I mean, it's massive. I mean, literally, it is as if uh, as if a horse had kicked me. Um, it was pretty bad, but initially I didn't think, you know, because I focused more and more, more on my arm that was bleeding. Um, so I was like perplexed, you know, seeing this, this, this. All of a sudden, I saw this, uh, you know, this uh, my arm starting to bleed, uh, not profusely you know it was like a relatively small cut but you know there was still a you know a a line of of blood running through my arm and then all of a sudden the uh the the helicopter starts smoking so uh i said you know the the helicopter is actually still spooled up uh, you know still spooling up at full speed uh it didn't chicken dance because as i found out later the uh the pinion actually detached itself. There was some damage to the motor belt and the pinion actually, actually detached itself. So the motor was just spinning like crazy. So that's why it didn't actually chicken dance. Um, did the but, um, did
0: the, the pinion break free from the motor shaft or did yes, it just break free yes, from the belt?
1: It broke free. It broke oh, wow. free from the motor shaft. Um, so Ooh. what I... I don't know if that happened after or before because what I did after I started seeing the smoke, I said I have to find a way to... Turn this this thing off, um, but I didn't want to you know race it because I knew that then the rotor would start spinning, so what I did is that I stepped on the I stepped on the on the main rotor to pin it to the ground, and then I basically just uh, ripped the canopy open, uh, you know cutting it basically in half to to gain access to the battery so that I could disconnect it did you Did you
0: turn off your transmitter during this, or was it too fast for you to?
1: I, it was too fast for me to do it. Um, you know, it probably would have gone into failsafe if I had turned it off. But, uh, but at this point, I was, I was kind of perplexed. I, wanted, I, I didn't want the heli from burning up. Um, so I, I didn't know what to do because it's, it's, it was starting to smoke. So, um, so I just tried to, uh, to say, you know, this is, I think, the fastest way is to just disconnect the battery. So that's what I did. Um, I disconnected the battery. Later, I found out that there was no damage to the motor, because the motor, you know, since it had no pinion, uh, the motor was basically just rubbing against the inside of the canopy, hence the smoke. So, it was not that the, that the motor was actually smoking, it was just that it was uh, rubbing against the inside of the canopy, and basically, the heat and, and, and everything was causing the smoke. So, um, so, it was not that bad, so, you know, I didn't lose the motor uh but uh but no, the heli, you know the uh, the blades the canopy of course is is broken the uh there appears to have been a uh some place where the where, where the blades actually de- did touch the, the the boom so it's broken it's not broken in pieces but it it has like a large uh like a large hit on the top of it and it's cracked i mean it's not completely broken but it's not usable um
2: Dude, just put a just put a scorpion sticker on it. I'll fix it at all. <laughs> you can you can just you just buff it out. You put a scorpion <laughs> sticker, on it. Dude, I have I got I have on my thunder. There's a big crack down the center of the boom. You know what I have on it? A big scorpion sticker on it. <laughs> let it ride. Just let it ride, dude.
1: Yeah, I can. Those photos you
0: those
2: rough.
1: Yeah, yeah. Got it bad.
2: <laughs> you I know could, it's I... bad when you when you hear when you hear a Javier and the time I've known Javier. I've never heard him say one bad word. And those were just like,
0: boom, boom,
2: <laughs>
1: F-bomb here, F-bomb there. I'm just like,
0: whoa, like, whoa, this dude's mad.
1: Yes, yes, I was, I was very mad. I was very mad, very bad. And you know why? Because, uh, you know, I, I really, really get upset when it's not my fault. Uh, you know, when it's a failure. <laughs> you know, if, if I do a dumb dumb, I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, I, I, missed, yeah, yeah, I yeah. missed something and, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and, and the proof will be <laughs> on my next comment. But, but, but uh, you, know, um, you know, I was really, really, really upset because it was not my fault. You know, it was something that happened that uh, actually caused me physical damage. Uh, it was not just the helicopter, even though, you know, the helicopter was pretty bad that, that you know, that it crashed. Uh, it's not as much the damage to the helicopter. It was that it damaged myself, that it was very dangerous. And that I was pissed that it was a, a failure on an elect- electronic component that not only destroyed my helicopter but caused physical damage to me. So I was I was very upset, very very upset. As you said, guys, you know I texted you guys and you know that I I you know my I, I'm I'm famous because I I'm not I it's very rare for me to swear, very very rare. Um, and and yeah, I I, fe- I felt just like it <laughs> like like dropping those when when that happened, man. I mean, I was. I was very upset. Very, very upset. Dude, you um, were
2: furious.
1: Yes. Like to the point where I was like,
2: Oh, homie's mad. You know, and I thought I thought it was like you did something you you did some Javier thing, you know. I was like, but when I saw the thing, I am like, Oh crap, dude. I i honestly felt bad for you when I saw the pictures.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. I yeah, I, I was I, I was upset. I'm still upset, although you know it's washed down by now. Um, then I, I did the math of, uh, of how much it's gonna cost to fix it and then I got uh, mad again. But anyways, now, I, now I'm back again to normal. Well, I, but, was, uh, I, was,
0: I was following along on your thread that you had posted, um, but I, I haven't actually kept up in the last couple of days. Did you ever hear from Tomas about what might have been the issue?
1: Uh, well, he said that um, connections via Wi-Fi could cause unpredictable behavior.
2: All right, that's not something you want to hear of the thing that controls. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like so. Don't, don't
0: don't use the Wi-Fi module then, baby.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Bring your laptop to the field and, and plug it in. Yeah, man. Just avoid just avoid that module. Take them out. Uh, if you want to do the 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 frame thing, would be would be to sell it, okay? But if you want to do like the right and proper thing, burn them down with a two x four. You know, catch. Okay. Beat
1: them yeah. down with a 2 by 4 and get rid of them. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I definitely, uh, what I did after that was that I, uh, I actually, that day, you know, I went back home. I didn't continue flying. I drained my batteries. But before, before going out again, the 570, I basically unplugged. There's two plugs that go into the, uh, from the Wi-Fi module to the, to the controller. There's one that just fits it power. There's just, there's another one that gives it signal. So I just disconnected it. So uh right now it's I mean it's there attached, you know, with uh with you know uh with uh, uh with with two sided tape, but it's disconnected from the unit. So uh I'll just um what I'll do is that I'll I'll start saving up for the integration, which works really, really well. I'm very impressed by the integration. And I'm yeah. thoroughly disappointed by the performance of the Wi-Fi module. So uh so what I'll do is it's just that, you know, I'll just migrate my satellites to a, To the 46, t and I use the the integration. So yeah, that's what I plan to do uh, in the future to uh, to be able to to do integration. In the meantime, you know, indeed, it's disconnected, and if I need any tuning, then um, then you know, I'll just uh, I'll just do it via the laptop. Now, to be honest, uh, I haven't needed much. You know, the the 570 hasn't needed much. What I learned on the uh, on the 420 and the uh, on the 380 by by tuning a lot using integration, I applied it to the 570, and now it's flying really, really well. It's probably still like five percent or ten percent away from ideal, but it's really, it's it's flying really well. You know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with it. Um, I could be a little bit happier, but you know, it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. It's flying well. It's responding to. It's doing you know what I expected to do. So I'm happy. So I think, I think that right now they you know, it's in, it's in a very good shape. Um, so uh, next day, next day of flying. So that was my first day of, uh, well, not my first day of flying this year. That thing I was, I think that was like the fourth or something time that I went out. But the first time that I went out to the field. So the next time um, I take my surviving 380, the 420 body and the 570. I fly the 380. Uh, I think I charge three packs this time. Uh, I flew really well. I liked it, uh, but you know, uh, I usually do these. I fly the small ones, kind of like a little bit less. Uh, you know, I'm I'm still kind of like uh, chilling out. You know, getting used to the the concept that I'm flying. That's why you know I also start with the smallest ones so that I rule out. I take out the fear, gain a little bit of confidence when I when I get to the big ones. Um, so I was I was still tuning a little bit. You know, I I, I left the 380. I think where I liked it. Uh, then I started with the 420, and I also think that I left it where I liked it. Um, I think I flew two packs. On the third pack, I was doing what was I doing? I think I was doing funnels. Oh, no, I was doing backwards flight. I was I was doing um, reverse backwards flight. And uh, I was, you know, one thing about the small helis, well, relatively small, uh, but small to a regular flying field that you have all the room you want, is that. Um, I'm, I'm still not used to flying close, so I still fly them, fly them far away. So I was flying it, and I basically lost orientation. I didn't really know how the heli was positioned, and I didn't want to crash it, so I pushed rescue, uh, which was uh, rescue worked exactly as I expected it. Uh, I, I have actually configured it to be that acro mode where it doesn't actually flip, but it goes to it it goes level to the closest that it has, whether upright or inverted, then it climbs um and uh, and stays there so um i was I was very happy that you know it worked, so I tried to get it back, uh, but I still was like a little bit jumpy, a little bit nervous I didn't quite get to see it um probably the nerves. So uh, I tried to move it uh, because it was on my left side. So I tried to get it back to the center, moving it towards the right. Um, and I still felt like I didn't have it fully under control. So I pushed rescue again. I think I pushed it like a couple more times just to make sure that I had enough altitude and that I was actually seeing it. Then finally, I saw it you know, coming in uh, on fast forward flight from left to right. And I said, okay everything's good everything's good uh but the heli started losing uh altitude and i was hitting the the collective but it was not functioning because you know i was still on the rescue so the the amount of collective that it takes from you is very minimal but it was still uh on on not not straight not level it was on a trajectory losing altitude so i panicked Um, I, I, I said, you know, what the hell, what the hell, you know, I need to get it out there. I need to climb, to climb out. So I need to get it out of rescue. Although it was not at a comfortable altitude for me to release it from rescue. But I said, you know, I'll just release it from rescue or else it'll just go down to the ground. So I released it from rescue. And because I was trying to, to push it to, to get up and it was, and it wasn't moving up, I guess that my brain thought that I was inverted. So, I hit actually negative instead of positive, and down it goes into the ground. <laughs> so, uh, it, uh, it, 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 it proceeded to go nose first into the ground. Um, luckily, uh, I don't have my throttle hold reflex as well, but because the way of how the I installed the 4649T, as soon as it hit, the nylon, the nylon bolt did what it's supposed to do. It broke. Uh, which detached the boom and which detached the forty six forty ninety which caused the helicopter to go into failsafe oh nice <laughs> so, uh, so my heli actually you know, throttle holder itself <laughs> so uh, so it uh, it actually received what i would look what I would say is minimal damage uh, the canopy is ugly, but I think that it 's salvageable the boom i think it 's also salvageable there 's no issue with uh, with the belts. There's no issue actually with the head bearings. The tail bearings, for some reason, are notchy, so those would need to be changed. Uh, I didn't loosen the linkages. Um, I have to change, you know, the usual sacrificial uh, pitch arms, um, and I think that's it. I mean, it's not too much. I think that the most expensive item that I ha- that I need to change are the blades. But uh, you know, to be honest, uh, the, the the 420 actually didn't take as much of a hit even though it you know it went straight into the ground um at you know at, at basically uh not full negative but a quick push a quick jab of, of negative so uh, it wasn't so bad it wasn't so bad it didn't fall flat it, it cal- felt felt kind of like an angle it had been raining so it was kind of soft so it's uh it's the canopy is very muddy but i think that had also helped to alleviate the shock so all in all it's not that bad you know, and, um, you know, what I said before, I, I don't feel as bad about this crash uh, because it was my fault. You know, I, I know that I did a dumb thump and it happens. And uh, I, I, I accept the fact that, you know, crashing is part of it. And, uh, and, you know, nothing happened. You know, just a few broken pieces. It didn't damage anyone. Um, and, you know, that's fine. You know, it's a dumb thump. It happens. I crashed. But, uh, but I have to be honest, I'm not really motivated to fix it. Uh, I, I want to focus actually on the 500. I did notice that, um, that the bigger models are suiting me really well, uh, which brings me into the, into the 570. The 570, guys, the 570 is a dream. Uh, the 570 is, is an, it's an amazing machine. Um, I finally did, and I uploaded that, that to YouTube. Uh, I finally did uh, my first, uh, what is it? Uh, well, I call them inverted. But I, I think that the actual term is uh, tail down, disc uh, disc out uh, funnels, so which are the you know the what what people usually see as funnels when a pro is flying in a funnel. Um, so um, I I've done that maneuver a gazillion times on the sim. I had dared to do it once on my Align One Hundred and Fifty X, and I was successful and now it was time to do it on an actual big heli. So That's I tried awesome, it, I, 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 that, was, that was amazing. I, 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 I didn't think I could do it. I, I, I struggled a lot with how to start the maneuver because I started usually after a TikTok, after a tail down TikTok, uh, when, when, uh, when the heli is you know, 45 degrees towards me, I just, uh, I just push collective to get it out and then I start twisting, uh, what is it, aileron to start getting into the, into the position. And from there, I start driving the funnel. I didn't really think that it would work. I thought that it was too, too much of a dangerous uh, maneuver or a transition to try to get started, you know, because that's kind of like a cool transition to do. So I was thinking, you know, I shouldn't be doing cool transitions like doing my first funnels, you know. I I should be doing it like coming in from like a more controlled circuit or something like that. But I ended up doing that and it worked out um, because it was exactly what I was doing on the sim. So it translated very well, uh, really, really well. I'm very happy with Spirit uh, that it's finally, you know, I'm seeing my muscle memory actually come to reality, uh, which I had not felt before. So I'm really happy with that, with the way that the hell is flying. the The was flying amazing, amazing, amazing. I, I really uh, thoroughly enjoyed every single minute flying that thing. Um, I did only one flight with two funnels on that flight, and that was it. After that, I chickened I chicken out, but I mark it as a as a as, as a victory on my book. So that was absolutely great.
0: man. I've only I've only done one of those on a, on the Oxy two because I've been too nervous to do it on anything larger.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you should try it. I mean, I I was surprised. I mean, if you have the muscle memory, it'll come out. It'll come out. It may not come out perfect. I mean, just do them a little bit high. Uh, Know know what you need to do to bail out of it if something goes wrong. Yeah. Uh, Which for me is just basically uh, push collective and push uh, elevator to flip it and get it out of the ground so uh basically that's what i do if i if i find myself into trouble to bail out of it so just think of a, of a bailout plan and uh just do it and they'll come out i mean i was very surprised very pleasantly surprised
0: cool man well i'm, I'm glad there was a silver lining to uh to all of this because i know that that was a rough couple of days dude I was, yes i was like javier stop sending us photos of crashed helis man
1: <laughs> yeah i know Damn. i know it was like I mean, I, I couldn't believe it, but, but you know what, what was good and what actually demonstrates that, you know, a crash, a dumb, thumb crash is a dumb, dumb crash, uh, that, you know, I, I crashed the 420 and I flew the 570 afterwards, which includes those funnels. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I, I overcame that, you know, um, but I, I'm still very pissed about the part <laughs> Um, but the 420 was, you know, one more crash, you know? but it's 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 as it is uh and uh we're right at uh at, uh, at the 915 mark <laughs> so i still now party. i have to go to uh i have to give you a rain check for next time because uh i still i'm i still have to go ironically enough through half of my notes so i'll uh i'll i'll, li- I'll leave you guys to uh, to, uh, to, the next, uh, to the next episode to see if I can actually get to the second part of my original uh, notes that I had for, for the first episode three episodes ago.
0: This is a bad scenario. Right. What's going to so, happen is you're going to keep on building them up over and over again.
2: I know, I know. Gonna, he, you're going to end up with
0: like 30 he, hours worth of the content.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, for sure, man. He has so much stuff already ready to go. And I'm like thinking like five minutes before he sends me a text. Oh yeah, we got a recording night. What do I talk about? So thank God I went flying, so I have something to talk about. But um, well, Javier, don't worry. We hopefully we'll come to a time where you can be able to catch up while your notes. Soon. Yes, we'll do an episode just of you talking about your notes. We should, <laughs> that, that should help. We really we should just have corner. you know. An affiliated spin-off show, the Hobby the Javier Hour. Dude, the Heli- <laughs> Hens, The guys from Heli Hatch are doing that. So yeah, yeah. I, w- I would definitely I would definitely do that. The the Javier Hour. <laughs> Javier, Javier or, Heli Hour.
1: Javier Heli Hour. Yes.
2: No, or it could be more. Or it could be more. Javier so hour. Javier yeah. hour. Yeah.
1: You should you should have me as a guest on your show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you should <laughs> that's great. And so I uh nothing much, not, nothing really much. I've been crazy working on this deadline. I put like 74 hours last week, so boo-hoo to me. But I did get to go out and fly on Sunday, which was very, very good. I enjoyed it very much. So it's been a while since I've gotten to do that. I didn't get to fly as many flights as I wanted to. But I got to spend some time with my buddy Jermaine who flies in my field and my buddy Greg. Uh so I flew my Black Thunder. It's still in one piece. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun getting out there and flying the bigger machines again. Uh, you know, it's funny because the, I haven't flown that much, but I sim a lot because I tend to sim every night regardless of whether I'm, I'm flying or I'm not. I sim no matter as religion. But you can see that the sim really does help you, does create that muscle memory that you need in order to improve. And you start throwing things like like I can do a on the flips on the, on the sim four hours no problem but I, i'm always have that fear of doing it in, in real world and what it taught me this is that it's just really easy to just get away that fear because if you can get it on on sim you're in good shape to do it in the real world and you know so hold on hold on and what and what that translated to is actually getting down some pretty good curl flips at the field i'm still scared of them i'm still think i'm gonna crash but at least i'm pushing through it and getting better at them um uh, I date a little bit. Um nothing big, not no, nothing. I flew my nitro a lot today, which I haven't flown in a while. Uh perf- really enjoy that machine. There really is nothing better than a seven hundred size nitro for you to really see how much you really like the uh <laughs> like flying. <laughs> like there's nothing better. Like I kid you not. You all the electrics in the world, but that five set, that that big old nitro will get you excited, man. And it's funny because I haven't flown it since it was a little cooler, right? So it, the tune was off from the get-go, and you're like, "Oh man, it's fine. Like shit." Came back down, did a few needle adjustments, and I got it that purring that really good heat where it was like producing. It was between 195 and 210 uh temp on the back of the. Um, on the back of the head i was like all right this is sounding good it's about the heat that i want to be at. and so i flew that a lot today and i'm excited about it and i did some feral clips on it and the nitro bug when you know you kind of get a little you're in your body a little bit it's a lot more difficult to do it on the nitro than it is on the electric that is for sure and it's funny that I say that because there was a guy who made a post on the Hangout that said, oh, electric is better than nitro, arguing me. And a lot of people were like, no, 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 nitro is better. Than this. And I'm not saying that it's better, but I'm saying it's a lot more fun in my opinion. But it definitely makes challenges you to be a better pilot, that's for sure. So that's pretty much it. Uh, other, than, other than that, I am really, really waiting for the 580 to come out. That should yeah. be hopefully, absolutely mid June, mid June, so less than a month. I might have a five eighty. So, do you uh, do that's you guys get them a little bit earlier than the general public? Yeah, I, I get them as I, I get them as soon as they get into the country. That's oh, well, man. I did. That, that's what happened when I got with the uh, with the Kraken. Like I usually don't buy into the first models. Like I'm like, eh, I already have one of those. I don't really need it. But the Kraken, I wanted it the first. Uh, First, uh I wanted to be a uh one of the first guys to have it. And I actually have like, the third or fourth one in the country, which is pretty cool. Um but the f- Kraken five eighty, I cannot wait to get that machine. You actually, know I what, have do you know the, what you're gonna set it up as? It's a twelve S. That's a twelve S. I got motor and ESC for it already. Okay. I have a, I, um, I
0: have is a, it a 12S I only, have, right? Now? or not only, but is
2: it a 12S recommended, or is there a 6S option for it that's going to be... Perfect? I think, you can, still, I think you, you can still run it, you can still run it as like a I don't know if it's going to be, it's a 580, so I'm thinking it's going to be a 600 size, I think a 600 size as a 6S, it's going to be a little, it's going to be a, Yeah, that's true. I, I'm not, I don't know anything about it, and I could be wrong, it could be just, it could be that you can run it as a five fifty and as a 600, which that would be great. I didn't because know
0: there was like have, an octi five where you could have the option to go into the sixth territory if you
2: wanted to. Yeah, but if I go if it, if it's purely a 550 or 550 size, I'll do it as a success just because I it's what I have already and I'm happy with that. But if I can do it to a point where I can swing 600s, like granted, guys, I don't know for sure. So this is all hypothetical speaking. So no one give me, no one expect anything, Ron. I'm saying hypothetical, so you can't get mad at me for it. You know. So, just clearing that out, making that public. Uh, but I think that if it's a 600, I'll run a 12S. I have I have parts from my old Synergy E5 that I had as a 600. So, I got just about everything to fly except for servos and the kit. I have a Neo, I have a motor, I have an ESE, I got batteries. So, I could really excited, looking forward to that. Yeah, man, I I'll, I'll look forward to. uh. To hearing
0: about it from you uh it's gonna be a while before i get one i'm gonna get a 700 first since i still don't have boy. one of
2: those <laughs> boy. that's the right thing to do still debating on what kind um but uh well i yeah, i'm 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 biased so i'm gonna tell you what to get yeah. what, what, what model
1: what model of black thunder are you wondering about are
2: you just gonna go straight to the kraken
0: it's okay. No, seriously. Like, I'm I'm considering going straight to a Kraken.
2: Well, it's a great helicopter. I'm not going to deny that from you. I'm not going to take that right you. It is a hell of a helicopter. I've had mine for a little bit over almost a year now. Because, actually, it told me that they have memories on Facebook. But I've had it for over a year. And it's pretty fucking awesome. I'm not going to lie, dude. That machine, is the color you can see forever. It has all the power. I've had... The only main set I've had to do on it was from a crash that i had but other than that it's been it's it's been uh drama free i've gotten a bunch of flights on it there's over way over 150 flights on that on the helicopter uh and i mean i, I had wanted, my heart you... set on a
0: i had my heart set on an rsr chronos um because i've always loved the uh the chronos models and then i mean it looks like they are just never going to come out with it so
2: well that's that's the thing dude so that's, that's the thing you got to look at and I, I kind of always preach this and it sounds like i'm I'm like preaching goblin to people but i'm really not like there are brands out there they're going to be around for a long time regardless of a lot of things you know you know online going to be around for a long time you know galleys has been around for a while you know they're not i don't see them going out anywhere you know there's serious people that fly those helicopters you know sab is one of those you know sabs are around they're 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 moving things around, so they're doing. They're getting into different niches and in, in different industries, so that that will keep them coming. You know, uh, you know, doing the the way forward thing or whatever they call, and then doing jets. So there's always good. Uh, that always makes for a good company. You know, that specializes in other things. So I would tell you that. Uh, Get a company that you know that's going to sell you parts for a long time, that's going to support you for a long time, you know?
0: Well, see, that's, that's why I was actually okay with the idea of getting a Kronos is because Luca was going to be taking over at least part of the operation, whether it was for dis- distribution and manufacturing, I can't remember, but it was going to be under a partnership with him. And as far as, like you said, you know, brands that you would trust to be around for a while, I, I definitely put uh, links in that category.
2: For right? sure, for sure. Even, even though they haven't made a 700 yet
0: you know I'm it's so, coming man it's coming. i've got faith i've got faith
2: it's it's it, uh
0: it's it coming so. when it comes i'll just have to buy one just like i'll probably have you, to buy the uh the oxy 5 hf even though i don't need one i i'll probably have to get one yeah, of those
2: too. i tell you what i do like the black and white colors it's on it. so
0: nice it's so nice looking man
2: it, it's funny because as as a designer and architect, you're like, "Ooh, I like that color combination. Ooh, that's no, it's, sexy. It's beautiful."
0: Yeah,
2: and then as a as a team guy from another company, you're like, "No, I don't. You know, it's not <laughs> that great." You know, but you know, you got to <laughs> I got to be honest it's with myself too. Machine, you know? uh, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I would trade my any of my machines for it, but if a I'm going to stop talking for a It's all right. You don't have to, that's to that's
0: you don't have to work yourself into a corner trying to say how much you like it, but don't like it. It's okay. It's okay, Frank.
2: <laughs> no. Look, I mean, just, just get look the at shirt, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Javier your comes grumbling in like <laughs> a fucking Viking with right. an tattoo on his forehead. Yeah. Like, yeah, just, I mean, yeah. I mean, he, uh, we're going to go S-A-B-T- to Utah, die. right?
1: All right. Yes. I mean, Irch is still going. We're, we're, we're still planning on going and meeting there, right? So if you I'm buy your 700, your Kraken 700, you can get, you know, support from a gazillion people that already own it, already fight the heck out of it, including Cal Stacy. which if you have any questions with tuning or whatever, you know, uh, they can help you with anything else. You have uh, a gazillion people there that can help you out. I mean, that's that's a big plus for SAB, uh, that you have, you know, a lot of of... of uh, of, of installed base of people it's not like you know four people in the in the world own it yeah. you know it's like a lot of people that have it that have crashed it that have flown it in uh, a lot of different combinations they can actually um, give you a lot of tips you know about these new uh, 26 millimeter arms you know about the different fiberless mounting options you know they can they can they can help you with that i mean that's also one thing that i love about it i mean you guys stop and give me a look at it yeah. You guys stop making
2: you look bad. All right, you, you're a better, you're better, you're a better team guy than I am.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we're gonna wrap this up soon, so Javier, save your thoughts for next episode because I know you have
1: them. Just sab. Just uh, <laughs> last thought. Sab. 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 S-A-B. Do it. Okay. Go for the. Go, go for the Kraken. If you wanna will, save, go for the doubling counter counter black thunder sport. No set. Counter said. with oxy, oxy, oxy. <laughs> <laughs> Although that
0: argument is a bit weak since they don't have a 700 yet, but until when they do. All right, so um, I'll just go here real quick before we uh, before we wrap up for the night. Um, so yeah, Frank, like you, man, I've been I've been working my ass off, which is unusual in my company. I'm not used to that. It's been like a year since I've had to work my ass off. It's crazy. But um, I started a new project for a very large healthcare company, and um, that's like my new client. And so I just started like last week or two weeks ago, and I've been trying to just get my head wrapped around the code base, which is, I mean, it's like a few million lines of, of this like Spaghetti logic that's just put together by, I don't know, like 40 people over the last five years or so. And it's been stressing my brain out to no end. Like, it just, brain just feels like a pile of mush. And, um, you know, I've just been kind of down lately. And I was talking to my wife, and, you know, she's like, well, What are you planning to do for the weekend? And I was like, What do you mean? What are we planning to do for the weekend? It's like, Do what we've been doing for the last two months, staying inside and not doing shit. <laughs> like, that's what I've been planning to do for the weekend. And she's like, You know, you haven't been flying. You really should go and just take the morning and just go out to your field and, and then check it out and um and see can you just go fly i was like yes that is a great idea i will do that you know and um, I, I felt kind of kind of guilty because you know we don't have any family that's watching the kids and there's no daycare or school so it's really just us and if one of us leaves or, or is, isn't there well that just puts 100 percent of the burden of two screaming children on the other person so like i don't want to do that and then <laughs> and then she feels justified like all right well i'm gonna go so it was nice that she kind of brought it up because i probably wouldn't have volunteered it and um, you know, I've been I've been thinking about joining a new club. I've been looking at this one that I've um, heard a lot of good things about in uh, North Dallas or in the North DFW region. And so I finally went and checked it out this weekend. And man, it's you know I haven't been out on a weekend in, in quite a while, like for a long drive. And it was just really refreshing, actually. Um, it Did wonders for my psyche. So I drove out there. The field is is really nice. It's about a half an hour from my house. It's not too bad, but it's in a, in a nice parks complex. And I showed up pretty early, thinking that I would be the only one there. And uh, it was actually the field manager was there, uh, which was kind of cool. So I, you know, introduced myself and uh, told him I was a guest. I noticed on the website that you didn't have to be a member um, of the club to fly, but you did have to have your AMA number, which I'm glad I had on me because that was the first thing he asked for, you know, immediately right off the gate. And I started talking with him, and apparently the the field is owned and operated by the, um, or. I'd say operated is probably not the right word, but it is leased to them by the Army Corps of Engineers. So they are a little bit more uh, by the book, I guess you could say, than any of the other fields I've ever been to. Uh, he was telling me that the um, the FAA guy comes around like quite a lot, uh, and in one scenario, came around like twice in a you know in, within two days, just making sure that everyone was legal, had their numbers and registrations and all that stuff. So
1: that well, was interesting
0: um yeah no i need to too I, it's, been, it's been a while since i've even uh been on the faa site to go, in order to get that so i need to that's what i'm gonna do before i go out there this because i'm gonna go out there again this weekend but uh over you know over the last the next couple hours a, a few other people showed up and i'm really used to this kind of standoffish environment when i only have helicopters and everyone else only has planes and they kind of just stare at me and i stare at them and this was weird it was like this mythical place where helis and planks live in harmony and it was cool. <laughs> so like they, they flew a lot, I flew a lot, kind of rotated in and sure out. So. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Like I met a lot of really cool guys um, from did, a six foot, you guys, six foot distance.
2: Did you guys share the same flight line? Uh, we or did. did you guys to,
0: uh, uh, really there is, there is a hovering spot and you know they were um, they're like just just rotate in with us and and, and we'll be and we'd be cool. So it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Like I haven't flown with airplanes in God, I can't even maybe two years the last time i flew with someone with an airplane versus just like you know i'm off on my corner you're off on your corner and if you come anywhere near me i'm gonna kill you kind of thing and uh oh, oh. it was really cool and they've got some really good pilots there uh, almost to the point where towards the end of it i was like asking more questions than i should have about edfs and trainers and all that kind of stuff because like i, I kind of oh. want to get a kind of want to get a plane man I, that was a that was a pretty bad <laughs> pretty badass like there's some very large scale edf jets that with some really good pilots so
2: uh, not to not what? to jump in your on your conversation, but me and Rybert, Chris Rybert, you probably you probably yeah seen I follow him on YouTube. I, I, yeah, yeah, I me and him were on the phone. Me and him were on the phone the other night. I like laughing together at night talking about uh what plane I should get from uh Skywing RC, and I think I'm gonna buy one. Nice. I think I'm gonna buy one.
0: Well, keep us updated. No, on I, I would I would like to I see. Cause I, I, sure. I don't have any big planes. I've got a couple micros. Um, I have like a Mig, fifteen yeah. micro from. Um, uh from blade or blade uh, from horizon and then i have a um a saber micro from great plains which is a cool little plane but i never got i've never gotten anything larger than that so i would i'm actually might yeah I actually might I'll try to do that but uh so on i went out on sunday and i took out my um just a few helis for the first you know it was my first time out there i took out the oxy four uh the 325 version i have a, a 360 stretch but i'm not really i'm not really that big a fan of it. Honestly, like I. I know a lot of people say that the 360 is is where you want to be with the with the regular oxy-4 but i I really like i really like the 325 i've never thrown flown the max so i couldn't tell you that but i I just like the 325 so i took that one and my x3 which has been uh freshly fixed after i drove it into the ground at full speed and obliterated it um so that's been fixed up and then the oxy-5 as well and So I realized that I made an utter noob, like complete noob mistake on my Oxy. I, after, you know, I've flown it maybe 15 times now, 10 or 15 times, I didn't lock tight the freaking landing skids. Didn't even realize that. I went through my notes and my, I keep a spreadsheet of everything that I adjust on it. And in big bold letters, it says, landing skids not locked down, fix this before flight. (laughs) And I didn't do it. And so I'm flying around, you know, doing the thing. And this giant black piece of something falls out of the sky off off the heli and it's like, oh shit, what was that? Um, I I thought initially it was the battery strap because it was kind of far away and it was fluttering. I thought it might have been one of the battery straps coming loose, but like I landed it and it was the middle plate that that connects the skids together to the frame. Like that just came off um, along with a couple of the uh, small carbon fiber bits that actually bolt the skids to the skid. connectors and I just I didn't realize how lucky I was when I landed because I grabbed the heli I picked it up by the by the head and I put it on the bench and the second I put it on the bench it tipped over on its side and just like completely fell over Uh, and I looked at a little bit further and it, it looked like the only reason that that didn't happen when I landed was because the carbon fiber plates just happened to butt up against the aluminum and supported themselves without a bolt but if I had come in at literally any other angle the landing skids would have collapsed immediately um, like they did when it was on the bench, and it just would have flopped over, and it, you know, it would have killed itself because it, you know, it was landing with still uh, decent head speed on it. So I'm so thankful that it just happened to land okay, because um, that was just a dumbass mistake. Um, but when, since when it fixed that one, and then you know, to add to my dumbass mistakes on my very first time with all these new people, um, I crashed my Gowie again. This is the first flight that I've had on that thing. Oh wait, no, I think I flew it. Never mind, I think I flew it last week. Um, one of the first flights that I've had since I fixed it and I was just doing simple stuff. I was uh, doing an inverted, uh, trying to do an inverted figure eight and I pulled back on the collective and then I tried to correct it and nothing happened. So it pulled into a roll and then kept rolling, kept rolling, kept rolling or looping, sorry. Um, and no matter what I did, it just kept looping and it finally just, I, I hit throttle hold cause it flew above, above me. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, it's going to fall you know, behind me. And so I just hit throttle hold and it, it fell out of the sky and um, considering the amount of damage that the last time uh, that, you know, happened on the last time I was, I was actually pretty impressed. It, uh, literally nothing was broken besides the landing skid and it, it hit pretty hard too. I mean, it was a, it fell from about 50 feet, not underpowers. I mean, at the, at the top of the roll I realized that, or the loop that I realized that I, I couldn't get control of the back. So I just hit throttle hold and it just kind of landed um, wherever it, wherever it may, but no, no damage at all. So I found out what happened was that whenever I, that roll somehow one of the servo cabling got loose and r- it didn't wrap itself around the um, servo arm but it got lodged up against the servo arm so as i was pulling back it kind of allowed the servo cable to to stick to it and then when i tried to go forward the, the servo just couldn't move on that cable and so it couldn't get me out of the roll so two lessons learned um you know lock tight your shit and don't um uh, be bad at cable management. So that's going to be my takeaways. But just it feels like the equivalent of a party foul on my very first time out there. Thankfully no one said too much about it.
2: Um but but they're yeah. judging you though. They're I know they are, they are. They
0: are they are they're judging me. But I mean I, I flew I flew about 15 flights while I was out there uh let 12 flights while I was out there in total and only had one mishap that was visible. The one the one with the skids I don't think anyone even noticed except me. Um, Let's see. So that was I mean, that was my Sunday. It was awesome. Uh, very relaxing. I'm going to do that every Sunday that I can. Uh, also, now that the weather's getting a bit, uh, or weather, now that the um, days are getting longer, um, I should be able to duck out, uh, you know, between like six and nine and go fly for a little bit too, which would be nice. Uh, last bit of news that I have is that I think I mentioned on my last episode that I finally chose a transmitter. I went with the Carbon DS-12 and I just got a notification from the guys over at Esprit, or is it Esprit? Esprit? At, I don't know how to pronounce it, um, the Jetty guys in, Cal- in uh, Florida, that it should be shipping this week. So I'm super excited about that. I should have a shiny new transmitter to play with. And um, on top of that, I put an order, a pre-order in for the Spirit RS units uh, whenever, <laughs> whenever the FCC deigns to let them come in the country, which could easily be a month uh, or more. Or never. Good luck. A quarter, yeah, or never. So we'll see, we'll see what goes on with that one. Um, if not, I guess I'll get a refund, but either way I should have a a DS 12 here pretty soon. And, uh, yeah, that does it for me, man. That was like an hour long. It was good. I know we had to cut short like half of your talk. Avi, I'm sorry about that.
2: Yeah. We still have like, we still have like seven minutes. He can still talk all he wants. You
0: can. Okay. You've got seven minutes, buddy. Go for it. I know you want to say something.
2: Okay. So, um, so I'll go quickly.
1: (laughs) Well, um,
0: I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going we to we we mute you after seven minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the, there's two things that I want to comment. Uh, one of them I won't comment because I'm pretty sure that that will take us one more hour to talk about. So I'll talk about that <laughs> next episode. So that's a teaser there. So, uh, just, uh, two quick updates. One, I finally received, uh, well, Two weeks. two weeks ago, I received my other two GT500 chargers to have my secondary uh, charger set up. I have now four GT500s uh, which should allow me to charge up to uh, eight, uh, eight 5,000 batteries at 2C, which, uh, which should get me pretty in pretty good shape to quickly charge to go fly because I pre-charge everything now um, unfortunately those those plans got kind of like um, my plans for a secondary charger got kind of in hold right now because of the of the crashing uh, because i have the gt the gt500s and i actually have them connected to a power supply which is an old 250 watt power supply that i had from an old e flight charger but um, although that that is able to power the gt500s and to actually you know charge uh, like the small like the 1800s and the 2200s, it's just barely there. So, um, and, and it doesn't actually allow me to discharge the batteries. Uh, so, I have to actually dis- storage charge the batteries uh, on my other charger, which has my regular server, computer server PSUs. So, I had planned to buy um, one more uh, PSU for that. So, unfortunately, that's right now on hold. Although I'm still, you know, with one less helicopter, until I can fix the 500, that that diminishes the amount of load that I need to charge my pack. So I guess that, in a weird sort of way, it worked out. Um, and the other, the other, remember that I told you, did I tell you or did I tell you not not about the um, the racing uh, flying club that I have nearby? As uh, um, as you guys. Uh, Probably no, or uh, you know, we I think that we've talked about that. But there's a there's a club, a flying club in here in Racine, like uh, like ten minutes away from me, basically. The flight club that I go to is about thirty to thirty five minutes away. But of course, initially, I wanted to go to this one that it's very close to me, um, and I asked, and um, and they told me that they actually don't allow helicopters to fly there. So I was wondering why, and they told me because of an accident that happened there some time ago. So I, I, I looked up on the internet, and I couldn't find anything. So, you know, I gave up on trying to find out what happened there. But um, on Helifreak, I talked about it at one point in time, and someone that apparently knows about it told me that uh, a guy very long time ago, you know, in the old days, uh, Raptor 30 helicopter hit a guy. Uh, once uh, and that was actually oh, man. relatively bad, but it was uh you know it was this guy's fault apparently and uh and they banned they have banned the helicopters ever since just due to that one accident so that 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 that's weird <laughs> that kind of perplexed me or uh but you know I later found out about that club that um if you belong to that club because of where the flying field is located. It's right next to the Mount Pleasant uh, compost center, which is basically where you go drop off your grass clippings and branches and whatever. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it belongs to the village. So if you are a member of the club, you are required to do like, let's say community service and uh, man the, uh, the compost center for, uh, I think, one day each month or something while it's open. So uh so you know I I think that's way too many <laughs> restrictions for me. So um I'm I'm pretty happy at the uh, at the club that I might even if I had to drive a little bit farther away. So uh, that I think that I'm right on time. Um I don't believe it. you were 2
0: minutes you were 2 minutes short but you didn't hear that from me. So you're we're done. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: because there, there's there's still two more items well three more items that I have to talk about. Nope. So that will nope. wait folks. until
0: next time. <laughs> All right guys. Um yeah, thanks for checking in with us and we'll see you guys in a week or two weeks or probably a week.
1: One one week or else the list will grow man.
0: That's true. That's true. It's like a pressure valve. We got to be here every week. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, see you guys.
1: See ya. Take care, bye.